This is, this is the order. And at your house, it should be the order. At your job, that should be the order. Wherever you are, wherever you are uh, 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 laying your feet, there you take the principles. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. repping the day? How are we repping the kingdom of God today? How are we repping? How are we repping? You know, it's the slang for representing. Young people got what I said. Old people like, what? What you talking about? What? What did it say? All the young people like, mm, guess I'm doing all right. All the old people, what is that? What's you repping? What? They in the Google, repping. What did you <laughs> All the young people understood what I said. All the young people got. She said we did. <laughs> Some of the old people trying to be young. They just got young folk around them, so they understood what I was saying. But it, uh, it teachers got it repping. Yeah, she whispered. That means how you you know. <laughs> how we representing? How we representing today? This is like rhetorical. This is like this mind searching, mind thinking. You know, uh, I was talking with a young lady yesterday and she said something that was so profound. She said, I'm a critical thinker. You know, in other words, I, I, I ponder, consider, think, roll in my mind, watch, observe this. Just in her mind, she, she's putting things together in her head. And I think as believers, that's what we need to be constantly aware of. How many of you know that when God gives us instructions, like the man that God was talking about, when he gives us instructions, we ought to do those things. That these, these things are not in the Bible just for us to read about, but there's things that we need to actually do that he's telling us. When he says to, to, to meditate on my word, it's for a reason. You know, when we are to, to think on these things that are what? Good, lovely, good report. That is for a purpose. That is doing something for us. And so uh, when she said that, I said, you know what? This, that's a really good thing for us as believers to do. Because when, the, when we uh, allow the word to roll around in our head and we consider what God is saying, how many know that those things will rest into our heart? Rest into our heart, rest into our mind, become a part of our thinking process. This will. Yeah, they, they doing a lot with this tape. <laughs> I just wanna, I just wanna one table and two chairs. Dude, can we get three chairs? Can we be three chairs right here? Uh, thank you, Chandler. You know, because I, I'm gonna let wait, Keith get done, cause you know he ain't gonna be quiet. But it's gonna be noisy about it. <laughs> He is. He's just going to, you know, put some decor on our table. Come on over here. Some stuff. 
the father was talking to me about setting up his house. How many know God has instructions? Certain things have to be in certain places, and it can't be changed. It's just the way it is. And when we come into the father, and he says, this is how I want my house. Just the way I put it. How many know we have to do it that way? But how many know in this world that we live in, I'm going to have the, uh, I'm the owner of the house, but I'm going to have my two stewards come, keepers of the house. Keepers of the house. Come on. Get on in there and have sat there. Owner being God, this here, the keepers of the house, the ones that God have put in place to, to make sure the house is kept the way he says. Well, how many know we have visitors to come? I need a visitor. Come on, come on, come on up here, buddy. Pimp on up here. Y'all saw that. So scared that we got you, didn't it? Just pimping. Just <laughs> and this is how it happens in the house. When I, say in the, when I say in the house, I'm talking about the body of Christ. God sets an order. This is the house. Things just the way it is right here. This is it. You know the order. Keepers. Then we have someone who is a visitor. We allow them to try to, for their comfort's sake, move stuff around in the house. I don't, he don't like it right there. Ah, that makes me comfortable with it being over there and that right there. And see, now, now I'm comfortable. Now I'm comfortable. I'm, I'm comfortable now. That's why I, I want it right here. That over there that kept flapping and I kept... You know, it kept getting in my way. I, I want it over there. I don't want it. I want this right here. This is better. So you have now set the tone for the house. The keepers have allowed you to come in and restructure what the owner says needs to be in place. Think about it for a minute. God has set an order in his house, which is our faith. This is what we believe. God said it's supposed to be over here. It's right here. There. God said this is where it's supposed to be. That's what God said this. And he has given us instructions as the believers on what the order is. But we let outsiders come and now dictate to us how the order ought to be. Because this makes me comfortable. And we sit there in our father's house, uncomfortable because we know how the order ought to be. Or we become complacent. Well, I guess I could live with the pants being up here. I don't really have to have them over there. I guess I could reach it, you know. It's okay for it to be like that. Still on the table. 
But how many know God is a structured father? He's a God of what? Order. And there's always something behind his order. There's a reason for his what? For his order. And when we allow someone that we should be influencing to come in and influence us, the order is a problem. This is where we become keepers. See, I'm not a keeper if I just let you have your way. I'm, I'm now become a viewer, a standby, a watcher. I'm not a keeper, because a keeper says, when you move that paper, I move the paper back. They what I say, they what I mean. And if you're gonna be here in this house, then this is the order. That's a keeper, right? I'm keeping what was put in place. So when he go to touch it, eh, excuse me, sir, that's out of order. But we scared. We scared to talk about the order. We scared to offend. We don't want him. To, don't want to be. Don't want you offending now. You know, so if you want to just lean it that way just a little bit, just don't lean it all the way, but it's just a little bit. But a keeper says, no, not an inch. Because the order was this. And so what I need to do, if I'm a keeper of the house, I maintain this by why also pulling you to the order. Because how many know God is not going to move to our order? So my best bet, if I love him, is to teach him the order so that he stays in line and so that he don't get in trouble with the most high. Because I'm not just a watcher. I'm a keeper. How many are keepers? Okay, and if you ain't, you better start. There's an order that God has. Thank you. All, yeah, come on, get up for my actors and actresses. The Academy Awards. Now he just going to tear. See? Get on over there. I'm going to talk to you all day. Brother Deacon Gary, Deke. Y'all can leave all that right there. How we repping. And how we repping is how we're viewed. I'm learning here that we're letting the world dictate to us as believers what our faith is. And what we should be doing or we shouldn't be doing. We let the world dictate to us with their uncomfortableness with our order, lower our guard. We, we let the world dictate to us what our faith is. It's our faith. You know, if, if, if you are hearing the Holy Ghost speak to you, how in the world is a non-believer now dictating to you what the Holy Spirit is speaking? But we're so timid when it comes down to our faith that we'll try to be understanding. No, there is no understanding in foolishness. There is no understanding in disorder. There is no understanding. We either holding the line or we letting it go. But we'll let strangers, visitors, I say, visitors of the house come in and move our stuff around the way the owner said he wanted. We're just the keeper stewards of what God has. 
And when God says this is the way he wants it, we cannot not give liberty or we can't now now give liberty to guess to move things around. Our faith is what it is. It's in stone. There is no movement there. We, all we can do is move around it, but we can't move it. What we believe, what we know to be true, we have to stand firm on that, Demetrius. There is no, well, I see your point. I don't see your point. Why? Because the Holy Ghost says this. And if it's opposite of what the Holy Ghost says, we cannot see their point. I can see how you got there because you're confused. But let me show you something. This is where we become keepers. Let me pop your hand. Let me, let me move your hand because now you're trying to move something without knowledge. And most of the time, that's what it is. We're trying to teach something we are ignorant in ourselves in. We let the world's judgment mold us into what we should make them, uh, to make them feel comfortable. We let the, you know, if they feel like, well, y'all just too this or too that. That's what I don't like about you Christians. I'll be ready to take my glasses off then. <laughs> and? I, and? So now I'm supposed to not be who I am so you can be comfortable with what you are? That's what I don't like. I'll never hear him say that. That's what I don't like about you Muslims. That's what I don't like about you uh, Jehovah Witnesses. We just don't be bothered. We just don't be bothered with the Muslims, or we just don't be bothered with the Jehovah Witnesses. But for some reason, we got to make the Christian convert to what they need to be for us to be comfortable. When did we get to that point? When did my faith now becomes a bending rod to what makes you comfortable? This is my faith. You don't want it. Do like you do the Jehovah Witness. Don't answer the door. No, but I got to get an invite in. You're going to pull out your Bible. You want to be combative. Why are you being combative? If you don't want it, do what the rest of them do. Shake it off your feet and keep it moving. But to tell me I must now conform to what you want me to be or what you think I should be in order for you to be comfortable, that won't happen. I need all the folk that say that won't happen. I need y'all to stand and let folk know you that one. That won't happen. That won't happen. And this is the thing. I don't have to be ugly to be solid. I just won't be bendable. You'll take it as ugly because you want me to do what you want me to do. You want me not to say what you don't want me to say. You want to hold me down the way you think you're going to hold me down, but I'm going to tell you now, I won't bend. I am what I am. If you're a peach, don't try to taste like an apple. If you're a banana, don't try to be a grape. If you're a believer, just be a believer. Stand firm on it. I won't move from it. This is just what I am. You don't like it, go to the next house. Go to the one that will bend. Go to the one that will cower down. Go to that one. But God set the order. And I won't move it. And I won't let you move it. Y'all can have a seat. You need to let people know who you are. Popular? No. 
No, not popular. You'll be the rain on the parade. You'll be the rain on the parade, the rain at the party. You'll be the one that turned the light on at the party, you know. Y'all remember that? I remember when they used to turn the light on at the party. You would think to yourself, why? <laughs> why am I here? <laughs> you didn't look nothing like you looked when you got there. Anyway, that's another thing. Go. <laughs> Scripture. <laughs> in these times, these days, you got to be solid in your faith. We got folk out there that study to disprove God. Now, I say, y'all, they study to disprove God. They look at the word of God to go against what the spirit of the Lord is speaking. And we allow feelings, because that's what it get down to. We don't want to hurt people's feelings. If they're in something, if they're a part of something, if they are involved in something, if they're acting out something that goes against the word of God, sometimes we pull back for the sake of that person's feelings. Not understanding the detriment in which we put their soul. That if we hold fast to the order. Now, this is the thing. You can have what you believe the way you believe it. But when I say I am a believer and this is what I believe, your best bet is to move alone. We ought to be that light and never allow anyone to throw a blanket over you. Don't allow anyone to come and try to dim down your light, put it on a dimmer. Don't let people do that to you. Yes, you're going to be offensive with your bright light. Yes, you're going to be offensive with your, with what I call solar lights. Spot, because sometimes we are spotlight. Sometimes we zoom in on something. They don't like that. Why are you over here doing that? Why are you over here in my business? Because I am light. That's what I, are we not here for that? Men and women of God, did we not get called to be what? The light. And now that I've been called to be that, I've accepted my calling. I believe the order. Why would I cow it down now? I'm out of here. This is the army thing. Be all you can be in it. Take it to another level. At the end of the day, all of the order is going to do, God's been doing this from the foundation of the earth. He's been trying to save man from day one. Save us from who? Us. We are our own worst enemy. We are our own problem. And God from the foundation has been trying to salvage us from the, from the very beginning. Every time it got messed up, it wasn't God. It was us. Think about your life. Every time it got off track, who was it? Come on. It was me. Standing in the knees of prayer. Not my mother. Not my it was me. Every time I got rescued, it was me. 
Every time God had to send the rescue ship, it was, yeah, tell, tell yourself that. It was me. All me. The order is the order. It is the rock that will not be moved. For some reason, we have a, we have, people have this mindset that they think they can come and change God's principles, orders. They can move the rock. If they don't tell you that's a person's mind, that's, there's something a little bit wrong, you can't move the rock. It is what it is. The order is set in stone, and there's nothing you can do about it. The, the commandments, this is how serious God was about the Ten Commandments. He etched it in stone. You can't erase that. You can't erase what's been etched into. It is what it is. Now it's been carved in, and what does that mean? This is forever. It won't be changed. We can't let the world come in and dictate to us the order of God, when we are supposed to be what? The children of God. We are the ones that are the keepers of the house. It's been laid out. Now, I just hold guard to what's been laid out. And when we do the wishy-washy thing, we give people a sense of false hope. It's okay for you to be that way. No, it's not okay for you to be that way. It's okay for you to lie. No, it's not okay for you to lie. He said, I won't tarry. You won't tarry in my sight. We give people okay a pass. You know, eventually you're going to no, know. No, you don't know your day nor your hour. When we give people a, a pass as if we are God Almighty, you can't give promises that you can't keep. To give people a sense of false hope. On, 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 on compromise, say compromise. No, we can no longer afford to compromise. The one thing God told me about the, the end times, he made this very clear for me. He said, uh, I was like, Lord, I mean, when you rapture the church, when you take back all of your children, somebody going to have to preach to the ones left behind. He says, oh, they'll be preachers. He said, they'll be preachers. They'll be ones that, will, that knew better, that will preach harder than anybody else because they know. They knew and rejected, and now they become the horsemen that run. I'm going to tell y'all right here and now, I will not be preaching to y'all, Okay? Uh, I'm not that one. I will not be an end-time preacher. When the Lord comes, my hope is to be with him. But some people going to be here because they're going to be the one left with knowledge and understanding and a clear understanding now, and they will preach it hard. Isn't that a scary thought? All the believers don't want to even want to talk about this. I'm like, Lord, okay, I, I hear you. I don't know who that is. But <laughs> I don't know who they're going to be. But they will be the believers who didn't keep that, who didn't keep this order. They'll be the ones that, that compromise their faith. I know better, but I'm not doing better. 
I know what is right before the Father, but I don't do what's right before the Father. My unbelief will give me the opportunity to preach to a lost people. My lack of stabilizing will cause me to be an end-time preacher. I know this is, this is not the one, but this is, this is the message that we have to get in these days. Because I don't know about y'all, but time is like this right now. Have y'all noticed this? Like we just, we just celebrated New Year. Here we are at August. Like the kids just got out of school, like last week. Did we not just give the graduation kids their money? Seem like it? They back in school. Time. Time. It's, you know, and, and, and I remember old folk talking about that time is winding up. Whoo, but quicker than we ever imagined. That lets me know that, that, that Jesus is soon to return. Time. And in the meantime, we are allowing our faith to be watered down, to accommodate. We're misrepresenting. We should not alter our faith or our belief in God to make people feel comfortable in theirs. It's supposed to make us feel uncomfortable. We stand before a holy God. Anytime you stand before a holy God and don't feel uncomfortable, something's wrong with you. In your best state, you feel inadequate before God. Come on. How come y'all, when we're praying and, and we get in the presence of the Lord, we automatically almost fall out? Do we not? We get weak. We don't stand, very few of us stand up and we, we, even if we, it's just, a, it's a weakness in us. Tears, inadequacy. We're standing in front of a, of a holy God and you just, you, you know you ain't enough. But we let people come in and disrupt that. We, we let people come in and move our stuff around that God said, this, no, don't move this. Some of us got personal things God has set in place. We let people come move it. Well, I know for me, that's for you. Some of us, God said, you can't wear pants some, for some reason. But you'll let someone come in and say, no, you can wear pants. God ain't got nothing against that. It's, it's not biblical. But if God speaks to you in order, then you stick to the order. That's what we got to start being mindful to what the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. And don't let people come in and move things around that God has put in place. Let's go to Romans. The owner set up the house, and we must maintain it. I don't care who in your family is practicing homosexuality. I don't care. It's wrong. I don't care who in your house is um, selling hot items and y'all making a lot of money. It's wrong. You know, I'm trying to make it for my family. You still a robber and a thief. For that young lady, I, I pray you, your deliverance that feels like selling my body is keeping food on my table. Never. Don't. It's wrong. 
See, we can't get past, well, at least she's taking care of her kids. No, not at least she's taking care of her kids. That's moving this around, saying, well, it's okay for you to sell your body, you know, because you're doing the money, you're doing the right thing with the money. That's extreme, but what about the little things that we move around for comfortableness? I did the extreme thoughts, but what about the little things that we move around to be comfortable when God said no? When God gave instructions, when God gave you direct orders, how many got direct orders from God and you directly disobeyed him? How many? Come on, raise your hand with me. He gave instructions. In, like direct, I had no choice but to hear him. And I still, I, I, okay, God, I, okay, I, all right, is that all right? No, it's not. No, it's not. No, he said this. But I'm tweaking it. Well, I'll just, I'll just do that. He said, forsake not the sinning yourselves. But I'm going to tell you something. Coming to the house of God is not keeping the order. We come to the house of God because we are to in, be encouraged in our faith. To encourage people in their faith to be one as a people before a holy God. That is our purpose for coming to the house of God. This is not the pickup shack. Mm -mm. It's not, I mean, you might find your boo thing here, but that's not your purpose for coming. I mean, some of y'all find your boo thing in there. I get it. But that's not the purpose. We come before a holy God, and we can't check the block. Well, I'm, at least I'm coming. We got to stop that. Because you get no points for at least I'm coming. God is looking for people who worship him what? And we're going to see in the scriptures down here what true worship is. Let's go to Romans. Romans 12, 1. I know this, that the one that I want is verse 2, but I, I'm going to read this first part because I think we always attribute this to sex. It says, so brother and dear uh, brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let him be a living and holy sacrifice. Let them, I'm sorry, let them be your body, be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly what? What's the way to worship him? Let our bodies be holy and a living sacrifice. The kind that's what? Acceptable. But we always contribute this to sex, but it's not. It's not just sex. It, 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 is, the, it is the orders that God has given us. Some of us, we let things come out of our mouth that are defiling. It's not, it's not what goes in the mouth. It's what? So it comes out of the mouth. Sometimes it's our participation in things. Sometimes it's, it, it's, it's uh, uh, the lie. 
the backbite, the gossip. Sometimes it's the hatred, the discord. Sometimes it's our movement. Sometimes, you know, this is not just ladies, this is men. Sometimes when you're trying to be attractive to the, other, to the opposite sex uh, and you're married, why? That's not acceptable to try to turn the head of another person that's not your spouse. See, all of these things play, this is what's acceptable. You, you don't need to be the it girl or the it guy, you know, and ladies ain't the only ones that need a lap cloth. Some of you men need a lap cloth. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that? <laughs> Some of you bros need a lap cloth or a looser pair of pants. We're always worried about the woman's skirt length and whether or not her, her, her bust is out or not. But you brothers, okay. Surely there's an order. You looked in the mirror. You trying to be something. You trying to prove something. All right, they, they ain't heard that one yet, though. Did the, the chairman? Yeah, I'm that one. As a matter of fact, like we throwing the the, the lap cloth across the women when they come through the door. Don't forget, uh, ushers. If you see somebody that need a lap cloth and they not a female, give them one. Sister Sandra said, oh, no. <laughs> well, you deacons on the door? You see him? Cover him up. Verse 2. We come here to worship. That's it, but cover up. Throw him a lap cloth. He says, this is truly the way to worship him. How we come before a holy God. See, it's all in the head, what we're doing, what we're allowing, what we're playing through our minds. How we represent him. Verse 2 says, this is the main one I was getting to. Don't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world. This is what the father, yes, we're going to look sore thumbish. I'm, I'm truly trying to put together a fashion show for um, the believers. It's needed. Because the church people, don't, the, the world don't came in and told the church people, y'all can wear whatever y'all want to wear. If it's in your size, you can do it. And I'm telling you, there is an order. There is an order. It's called modest apparel. It don't mean you got to look like a hag. It doesn't. It doesn't mean you got to look like your grandmama. You don't. This fashion that's very fashionable and very fashion forward, but it doesn't get you in that light. It still gives people an opportunity to hear your voice as a believer and to keep their eye necessarily focused on your everything else. Especially us that, 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 that do it up here. That the ones of us that do it up here, you want them to hear your words. And when we hear the voice of the Father saying, change that, 
for whatever reason. It may not be any sin to it, but if it's something that's going to throw somebody off, change. But we let the world say, oh, don't, 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 uh, God is not a God about clothes, outward, outward appearance. He is not. But when you get orders, see, just like the military, how many military folk I got in here? How many know you can't wear your BDUs to the, to the formal? Right? Can't wear your, B, can't be, can't wear your BDUs, can't wear your work clothes to a formal, right? There's an order. There's a, there's a whole outfit for coming to a formal. Is that correct? So the same thing for the house of God. Just like the man of God got us all in these penguin things. I'll be the first one to tell you I can't stand them. I can't. And I'm not wearing it so I don't give a $50 because I got $50. I got $50. I'm in order. That's all this is. This is just complying to what? To the order. And this is not killing me. I just, you know, it's formal for me. Like you men don't like to wear tuxedos. Same thing. It's, it's constricting. They like to wear, we got a few brothers like to dress up. <laughs> well, most of you brothers don't. <laughs> but the word of God says don't copy the behaviors and the customs. Behavior means how we're acting and their beliefs. Their customs, what they believe. I believe it's all right for, uh, 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 for women to wear. Uh, oh, I got this video I was going to show, but I'm not going to show them talk about it. It's a video of a play or a skit that they were putting on. And basically in the skit or the play, there was a song that was saying, twerking for Jesus. Am I talking right? Drop it, drop it low for Jesus. Drop it low for Jesus. Uh, I know y'all messed up now, right? Y'all messed up. I wish I had a prop that they play, but I didn't want to leave that in your mind, so I didn't say I'm not going to play it for me and talk about it. Because I didn't want y'all to have that in your head because it messed me up. Threw me all the way over. <laughs> Most of y'all probably seen it already. But it says, drop it, drop it over to you. And some of the words say something in, the, in reference like this. Uh... I'm going to meet him at the pearly gates, but for right now, tonight, I'm going to drop it low for Jesus. I know. In other words, I love Jesus. I love Jesus because, you know, we, we cry that real quick nowadays. Everybody loves Jesus. But if you love him, you'll keep his what? Okay, so whenever I see somebody not keeping the commandments, stop telling me you love Jesus. See, and when I say that, people are like, how you going to judge? I'm going to tell you how I'm going to judge. I'm going to give you some scripture, too. There's, a, there's an order that we must keep. And we can't let folk just say anything and just th get away with it. If you love Jesus, you'll what? Don't say you love Jesus and do everything under the sun. Say, I know, I, I heard about him. See, back in the day, they said, I heard there's a man named Jesus. I heard. I heard that there was a rumor, and I caught the rumor. But when you meet him for yourself, I'm going to tell you real quick, when you meet him for yourself, you don't be the same. You don't meet Jesus and stay the same. No, you don't. 
There's a, there's a quickening in your spirit. The Holy Ghost, he doesn't wait three or four days to come and rest and rule in you. When you say, Jesus, I'll accept you as my Lord and my Savior, it's immediate transfer. It's an immediate. He immediately gives you the gift, the keeper, the God. Immediately. Why? Because without him, we're going to just do what the others have done before us, falter and fail. How can he hold us to a standard that he doesn't give us? So he immediately gives us the Holy Spirit, and he immediately is talking. He's immediately talking, gives us, giving us directions where, to, how. Slowly we learn his voice more clearly. When we get the other voices up out of our head, whenever you hear voices in your head telling you opposite of the principles of God, that's not the voice you want to hear. We cannot uh, justify comfortableness of the world in the house of God, in our lives. At my house, is, this is not going to be acceptable. See, the principles I do here at the church, everybody who has ever lived in my house know that's the same principle. That's the principle. Chandler will tell you, that's the rules. This is how it is. This is, this is the order. And at your house, it should be the order. At your job, that should be the order. Wherever you are, wherever you are uh, 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 laying your feet, there you take the principles. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. Don't justify them. Don't justify your friends. When they wrong, can you tell your friends you're wrong? You worried about them leaving your side, not being your friends anymore? Is it worth you answering to God that you didn't give instructions when he said instruct because you was afraid to lose an earthly friendship? You didn't want to be considered that girl or that guy too deep, too this, too that, too holy? What's wrong with being holy when he says be holy, I'm holy? Why don't we want to be holy? What's wrong with that? The world says it's too much. That's why, they, that's why they can't get with us Christians. And that's my point. I wish I could have that on Facebook sometimes, this little boop like that. That's how I would do it, just like that. And I make my own little, little meme or whatever. Can somebody do that for me? Just so I can just do that every time something? <laughs> cray cray that they think that I'm supposed to be into. Like, and? Why do, we, why do we care so much that the world accept us? Why do we care so much when God told us that they would hate us? He said it. They're going to hate you. They gonna, look, you, sheep to the slaughter. That means they out to get you. That's why they come for us so hard. You Christians. Amen. At least you recognize. That's what we should do. We should be thankful that they recognize that you're a Christian. You're a Christian. Thank you. Glad you recognize. I got a standard. And they try to shame us into lowering ours. 1 Corinthians. No, let's stay right there. 
Don't copy the behaviors and customs of the world. But let God transform you what? By what? Changing the way you think. Then what happens? So if you don't let the change happen, you're not going to know the will of God. That's why non-believers, I, I, I really, I, I try to be patient with them, but not to the point where you're going to interrupt me in my life. I'll try to give you some understanding, but if you, what I call, uh, for lack of a better word, hell-bent on being in that mindset, I have to let you have it. But I'm not going to compromise to be in space with you. I'm not going to compromise so that we can be okay, we cool. No, we don't have to be cool. Not, that's not my call. My call is not to be cool with you. <laughs> Did y'all read that, anybody? Because if it is, I'll get on that. Down to be cool. Oh, okay. Well, if anybody find that, just let me know. And I'll try to work on that. But in the meantime, in order for us to, to know the will of, the, of God, first thing we got to do is change our way of thinking. First thing you got to do is just pull down all, what you think you know. The misrepresentations that we've been having or that we're doing and that we're practicing. We got to pull all that down. I know we got this thing in our head that we think, well, this is how you win the world. <laughs> that's the biggest lie. It is the big, that's why we got... Scrobe light in church now. We got the, you know, we got the everything going on like, because we want them to feel comfortable like they're at the club. That's why we do it. You know, we got to keep them entertained, you know, because if it get too dull, they might go to sleep. The scrobe lights be dun, 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 dun. You <laughs> Come on, our new look. What? <laughs> Trying to entertain. Well, this is the house of God. Why do y'all need to be entertained? This is the place where the believers come and say, we worship the one true God. What part of scroll light did y'all need? Flashing green and reds and yellows. Do y'all really need that? Do we really need the globe in the middle with the, with, the, with the mirrors on it? Do we really have to get that way for you guys to stay woke and heal from your father? We got to have a certain look, you know. The young people, they are drawn to the, the young folk, for the most part, are drawn to foolishness unless we impart something into them. That's why we older women must teach the younger women. Yeah. Because they come out the womb wanting to be what? Foolish. I remember. Don't you remember uh, when you were younger, you were foolish? Till somebody with some wisdom put their hand on you? Snatched you by your little weave and told you to stop? Yeah. It just, you know, don't let me be you myself. Which trying to save you from yourself. That's the problem. How many know that when you were young, you were the problem in all your young thinking and all your young foolish thoughts and ideas and plans and plots? Aren't you glad you ain't you? 
Then you aren't you glad that somebody interrupted your idea of you? Some of you men, y'all had plans. Ain't nobody rapping pal. Aren't you glad somebody stopped you? That's an interruption that needed to take place. Thank you, Jesus. What's it? No, I ain't gonna call the name because it might figure out some stuff. Fact of the matter is the, the transformation of our mind, how we think, how we let people press upon us. I'm gonna tell y'all now, y'all become solid. Don't let be solid. Don't let people impress upon you anything. If it ain't from God, no. Don't put your fingerprint on me. Some of us, we got other folk print on us, what they think. The only print I want on me is what God's print, his molding, his making, his transformation. That's the print I want on me. Not your ideas, what you think, or the way I see it. 1 Corinthians 4 and 14 says, I am not writing these things to shame you. It says, but to warn you that you are my beloved children. I read that one verse right there. And so when we hear the word of God, don't look for, well, why is he saying that or why he's saying that? If it's you, I want you to take it. It's never for your shame. Say, it's never for my shame. Whenever we're corrected on something that's truly happening, wrong in your life, hear me. It's not for your shame. When God calls it forward, it's for your good. It's for purpose. It's because he loves you and he has a plan for your life. And sometimes we get off the plan because we let folk speak in our ear that this is what I think you ought to do, and then we get off track, most of the time in a ditch with the one that was leading us. That's the shame. But when God comes and says, Oh, I see you down in the ditch. Just because you muddy covered and all yucked up and stuff, and he sends someone with the hand to help you out, that doesn't mean you need to be shamed. That's the place of gratitude. Thank you, Lord, for pulling me from that place. How many been there? Hallelujah. So when you hear the word of God, don't let that be a place of shame because that's how people pull you to you don't have to. That's how the world presses upon you. Oh, they're just trying to shame you. No, we're not trying to shame you. We're trying to tell you that this is the order that God has set, and you can't move it for your comfortableness. So it's not a shame. It's just the way God said it, and we are keepers. All believers are keepers of the word, keepers of God's principles, his statures. Even if you haven't been doing it, that's what you've been called to do. This is what we pass down from generation to generation. And we shouldn't water it down from generation to generation because by the time it gets to one generation, they're practicing nothing. Our faith should not be watered down from generation to generation. The same thing that God was holding them to in the 30s and the 20s and the 50s is the same thing he's holding to in 2022. It's not any different. You say, well, it's old-fashioned. That's the way it was. God's word has been trans from, 
thousands of years. It doesn't get old-fashioned. It's always up-to-date. The Bible, only thing changes about the Word of God is translation. New King James Version is just the way they were speaking back in that day and that time. New Living Translation is the same thing as King James Version. It just speaks the way we speak. But the principles are the same. The word is the same. His statutes are the same. He changes what? He changes not. And just because it's got a new translation doesn't mean we get to change what's being said. Hold fast representing the kingdom. Some of us are stumbling blocks. We're not keeping this. God is going to hold us accountable for it. You can't give people a pass on what God says I'm holding them to. Last scriptures. 1 Corinthians 5. Go to 1 Corinthians 5. I think what, what, what my point is today is that we have believers in the house. We have uh, believers in the kingdom that need to mature. And becoming unmovable is a maturing. You don't feel the need, like I don't feel the need at 60 years old uh, like I did at 16 to be accepted by everybody. You know, I, at 60 years old, I'm okay if you don't want to come over my house. I'm really, really, really good with that. <laughs> Yeah, we want to nap anyway. We good. Good with that, Dad Nobles? Mother Nobles? Real, real good. Yeah. But at 16, if they didn't want to come to my house, that made me upset. Y'all don't want to invite me to the movies with y'all. That, that would make me upset at 16. I'm not even going to the movies now. So the invitation is mute. <laughs> This, it's just after you matured in some things, you don't have a need to gravitate or to feel pressured. I don't feel the pressure of peers. Like young people, they have peer pressure. They feel, they feel like, I, I, I got to be into this because I, I don't want my friends to think I've, you know, I don't want them to cut me off. I don't want them to think that I'm uh, trying to be too holy to... We, there's no one in here on this earth who can be too holy. On your, on your best day, you slipping. On your best day, you're filthy rags. On the day you said, I ain't did nothing wrong. You did. You did. You just did. <laughs> you lied. <laughs> When you said you did nothing, you lied. We just don't do, we don't count the little things. We just count the big stuff. I stayed out of somebody else's bed. I didn't, uh, you know, so we count the big stuff. I didn't rob the bank. But we don't talk about when we was doing 60 in the 55. And breaking up the law. Come on. You know, when it says caution at that yellow light and you, it's caution, Bonnie, caution. Because she late for work. 
caution. See, we don't think about these things. Paper on the ground, you hear the Holy Spirit say, pick it up. You come up with, what well, COVID, God. COVID. <laughs> Got to be cautious. Now we cautious. Wasn't cautious at that yellow light. <laughs> now we're cautious. See, all of our goodness is still filthy rags. We miss the mark every day. Say it every day, I miss the mark. Save it with grace. Save it be grace that cover us. See, it's God's grace that covers us. But I promise you, it is my strive. I wake up every morning and I look to run to righteousness. I don't ever go in this word and try to find a justification for not moving where God says I need to be. That's striving. That's looking to the hill. That's, 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 that's uh, the, uh, searching after him, chasing after him. Not that I'm going to hit the mark every time, but I'm, at, I'm aiming. I, I ain't this way talking about, I sure want to do right. <laughs> Target that way. <laughs> Turn around. <laughs> at least shoot in the direction of what's right. We know what not to do. Why are we facing that way? Wanting to do right. Right is this way. Don't, don't look this way. Even if the... And you end up this way. At least you started off this way. If the kickback was too much, you know, I, I, I get it. But our stride should be toward God. We should want to do what's right. I hate what's wrong. But the moment I embrace wrong, I am no better than the uh, infidel. I should never justify wrong. It is the one thing that will separate you from God. When you say what's evil is good. We should, we should be like our father and be like our brother Paul. He says, I wrestle within myself because I know what is right, but I find myself doing wrong. But the thing is, is that he hates it. He hates that he do the wrong. But when you love that you do the wrong, when you like what you do the wrong, when you look to do what's wrong, see, that's the part that God says, that's the part. We should hate it. I, I used to hate when I smoked when I was trying to quit. I hate it. I'm like, man, I hate this. This is just, I hate it. <laughs> I'm going to stop this. Hate it. Oh, it's just so terrible. How many was that? How many when you cuss people out, you hated it? Oh, my God, I did it again. I cussed them out again. I cussed, I cussed them again. I done cussed them again. Come on, cussers. Previous. How, how many of you? And you hated it. That's a good thing. But the moment you can cuss them and say it's all good, that's a problem. We should hate it. 
the thing that offends our Father. When our representation, we should be representing God in a better light. We got to hold the standard. I, I need everybody who's willing to hold the standard. I need you to stand on your feet. You're going to get called on it this week. All you standing ones, you're going to get called on it. They're going to try you on your job. They're going to try to get you mad, try to get you out of character. Your spouse going to try you. Yeah. Burns said all the time. But he's going to hold the line. He's going to embrace her, tell her he love her, get her something to eat, and rub her temple till she go to sleep. Because he's the man of God. He's the head of his home. And he lead by example. See, I just gave him all he needs to take care of that fire. When it comes. <laughs> we are the keepers. Tell yourself I'm a keeper. <laughs> I know they be like that. You ain't bound by the law no more. I'm not bound by the law. The law is within me. It was chiseled in the stone, and now it's chiseled in my heart that I may not sin against my father. See what I'm talking about? See, they want us to announce, you know, we, y'all, y'all can't, don't worry about keeping the law. We don't have to worry about keeping the law. The law came and rest and ruled and reside within me. And he speaks softly to me. I just walk out what he say. Is that not keeping the law? When you walk out with the Holy Spirit, say, he's never going to lead you wrong. You got to be walking out what's righteous. Is that right? Are we not keeping the law? But that's the infrastructure of the, 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 what's the word? Infiltrating of the world into our lives. Trying to dictate to us what our faith is. Going to tell us who we should hear, who we should not hear. What should we hear? What we should not hear? You don't even serve my God. How in the world would I lend an ear to you? Some folk don't even practice what you practice. They don't even believe what you, some don't even believe in Jesus. They have the audacity to want to come and have a conversation with you about your God. And why do we lend an ear to that? Why do we lend an ear to hear what they have to say when we are the keepers? When it's been given to us as instructions that we are to speak what is true, what is right, what is holy. We are to uplift and keep that. Them in this table. Y'all just take it on in the bag. Break it down back there. <laughs> they about to get me. <laughs> See that devil? <laughs> Try me, I ain't even off the pulpit yet. <laughs> Burn what I say to do. 
If ever I had to give you something to think about, I want you to hear this. You're stronger than you know. And you're definitely stronger than you practice. Let the cares of this world, let them go. Like a balloon was full of helium, release it. Don't let the cares of this world hold you down. Don't let the cares of this world shut your mouth. Don't let the cares of this world keep you from your place. In God, know who you are. I talk to myself every day, don't I, Dana? And what I talk about is who I am in Christ, who God is to me, and who I am to him. I keep myself reminded because this world will try to tell me and dictate something else. Try to tell me that I'm weak when I know he says I'm strong. And when there's more than I can do in my weakness, he stands strong and becomes that strength for me. Come on, y'all. This is the kind of stuff you got to tell yourself. In our presence, in our presence, people should feel a sense of peace, hope. In our presence. Don't let chaos come to your door and you don't settle the matter. If you bring chaos to me, I'm going to settle it. You bring foolishness to me, I'm going to settle it. There's nothing in the word of God that is not there that will not answer every question, every problem, every issue. There's nothing that doesn't bow to the knee of Jesus Christ's name. Nothing. Everything bows to his name. Heartache, pain, disappointments, sufferings, lack, all bow to the name of Jesus. But what are we saying? What are we holding fast to? What are we, what are we professing out of our mouths? What? What are we letting the world tell us and dictate to us should be our movement? I tell you this. The world ought to always be caught off surprise by us. Just like there's a mystery, God's is a mystery to the world, we should be too. Why? Because I'm governed by my father. We should always catch them off guard. When they think they know our movement, <laughs> when you think I'm mad with you, I ain't mad with you. Here, here's some. I brought you breakfast today. You, you don't know me. You don't know my movement. You don't know what the Father told me to do. Because this is God. He wants that soul. And whenever we, whenever we get governed by the world, we're not able to, to minister to people. We, we, we can be so mad, so, so moved, so out of order. But I'm telling you all, just keep in your minds what you heard today. Maintain. Shake the world off you. Shake the world. Shake it off. Shake it off. Let it go. Be who God called you to be in the earth. The salt. Don't be impressed. Don't be moved. Be a keeper of the word. And this, this new thing that's going out so easily angered, let me tell you about this thing called offense. 
It's the thing that keeps you from hearing the Spirit of God. I'm going to deal with this right now. The Spirit of offense. It's a gate. And it can be a prison. But you better take the key and unlock the door and escape. Get out of there. Because it'll keep you from going and moving forward. You're looking at it as as if it's a protection mode, but it's not a protection. It's a prison. Keeps your mouth closed. Keeps you angry. It keeps you bitter. Doesn't allow you to have a happy life. Say happy life. Because why? I'm offended. And you sure ain't speaking for God. You're not speaking for God when you're offended. I'll tell whoever says it. You're a lie. You cannot be, Amitris, you hear me? Cannot be offended and say, I'm speaking for God. You lie. It takes a pure heart to speak for God. Say pure heart. An open heart. Yeah. So don't let people on your job get you so offended you can't minister. Don't let people in your family get you so offended you can't, amend, you can't minister. Don't let offense rest on you. He said before we go to bed at night, things ought to be settled. Why? Because the next day you ain't no good if you don't. Don't let it, don't let it go down on it. So I'm going to throw that out there because that's heavy here today. Shake it. And shake it. We're about to have communion. That's why somewhat sick and sleep. Because we take communion and heart ain't right. So spirit of offense be gone. In the name of Jesus. There is nothing that has been done that God can't fix. You are the healer of our soul, God. The lifter of our head. You speak for us. It's your breath in us, Lord. Use it for your glory. And Lord, every person in this place, under the sound of my voice, and those that are listening listening by live stream, Lord, just keep talking to us, Father. Let us continue to hear your voice. Settle our spirits. Let us know that it's not us that they're after, that is the enemy is after you. He's, he's, he's coming against you. It's not us personally. Creating us, God, a clean heart. And please renew a right spirit within us. We are your children. And you are our God. We love you. And we thank you for loving us first. Continue to wash us with the bitterness Continue to to cleanse our hearts and our minds, our thoughts. Teach us your ways. Show us ourselves. Let us always be able to judge ourselves. And call it forward, God. And we give it to you and surrender it to you. All that's not like you, Father, we don't even want it. We want to be many yous. We want to we be 
your, your, your children that represent you well. Sin is tiresome, God. And some of us, God, we're just tired. We're sin tired. Help us, God. Show us and continue to breathe on us. We bless you for who you are. You are so loving and so kind, so forgiving. And all we have to do is just say, God, forgive us. Forgive us for our errors, our wrong, our mistakes, our willingness. Forgive us, God. Set us free. We give you praise and we give you honor and glorify you only. In your son Jesus' name we pray. And if you just believe that, I just want you just to, if you accept that as a word, I just want you just to give God the praise. Give me a little. Is that give me you? Come on, Nicole. I hope it's not too too late. Give me you, Lord. Give me you, Lord. Give me you, Lord. Give me. So give me you, everything else can wait. Give me you, I hope it's not too late. Lord, give me you, Lord, give me you. If this is your surrender, just come on.